Dude, uh, also Napier coached at South Carolina State one year. It's pretty, that's pretty sick. Just holding it down in HBCU. Love it. Out here Respect. tossing the tossing the rock around. Same I think HBCU is, that blew my parlay uh, the other day. <laughs> what a small world. <laughs> what a small world. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers. We talk about college football. We talk about lifestyle. You can find us on the internet, www.thewheelroute.com, at the Wheel Route on Twitter. It's at gmail.com is the Gmail address. Uh, and you can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Google Pod Center, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Logo on the Dawn. Coming to you guys uh, from Stewart, Florida, where uh, a bit of a rainy day, but uh, a good opportunity to um, you know knock down a brewski and uh, take in uh, take in a, a, a coach announcement press conference. So the vibes are up in the White House right now. Let me tell you, ready to run through a brick wall, um, and uh, I'm excited to be here. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where the weather is cooled off, but it's fine. All right, we're prepared. Always prepared to layer around the season. It's a lifestyle, let me tell you. Um, I'm on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan. Uh, would just like to remind the world that Tony Bennett is still undefeated in ACC openers uh, during his tenure at UVA. Needed needed some magic uh, this this past Friday against Pitt to pull that one off. Uh, a little bit of a quick trigger on the five-second call on the inbounds, perhaps, but uh, home home court is home court. That's what we paid paid the big dollars for JPJ for. So needed that too. Your boy hit the a five gamer on the heels of that <laughs> right before right before Florida shut the books down. So shout out shout out to the Hoos. <laughs> Slid underneath the door with with that five layer. That's my boy. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I, I, Jason Kreck, wouldn't know anything about what you guys are talking about. Right. In any direction. But I am broadcasting from the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia. Um, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't actually leave the house today, which is concerning. But nice. uh, I'm sure that was nice for you. Was, uh, yeah, it was You're just decompressing. You're getting your average back up. Yeah, decompressing a little bit and uh, getting ready for a big week for the Dukes on all fronts. So round ball, round ball, egg ball, etc. Yeah, egg ball, egg ball, beautiful ball. ball. I believe it's a uh, oblong spheroid. Mm. I think that's what they. I call think it. that's what they call either uh, rugby or Aussie rules football. Is the oval, the Ooh. oval ball? That's well, rugby balls are a bit more oval than than the football. Yeah, they're kind football's of got the, the pointy shaped. ends. We had to Americanize it. Almond that's good that's true yeah. all right excellent what uh you guys drinking anything good tonight yeah What's it is it is f- fancy bubbly water season in the okay. shank estate like, yeah shout out shout out to some parlays for hitting this week and <laughs> to a coupon i got uh this is san <laughs> it's san pellegrino ascensa night and this oh, is wow. the, is the nice. tangerine and wild strawberry vintage it's delicious Wild strawberry. Yeah. 
Not not your domesticated strawberries. The, the tangerines are domesticated, but the strawberries are wild, yeah. and that's what we. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't coexist otherwise. Yeah. Our relationship awesome. wouldn't work if it was both wild fruits, but you know they strange. balance each other out. Yeah. yeah, wild tangerine and strawberry does not hit the same. That's a good mm. point, Jason. Uh, I am having another Cigar City Fancy Papers delivered on to fancy me papers. by the White Houses. I uh, do not have, actually don't have anything on me right now, um, but I did recently consume a large beer. So, uh, I mean, it was it was hours ago. It was it was a press conference beer. I had a press conference beer. So, yeah. um, th- it was thirty two ounces. Uh, it was it was a big it was a big dog. So, uh, <laughs> big press <clears throat> conference, big boy. It's yeah. a New England IPA from somewhere on the west coast of Florida. A 32-ounce New England. Well, I gave I gave some to a friend of the podcast, Andrew Martin. Okay. <laughs> Just a swig or two, but yeah, I mean, listen, it was a celebratory. There was there were celebrations at hand. Yeah. Uh, this is good to know. All right, cold in Rocktown, Jason. Big week for the Dukes. Let's big let's start let's start with a big week for the Dukes. Bring us up to speed. How are we doing? All there right. was football played. There was playoffs. We got basketball on the horizon. Yeah, we got everything. Um, so yeah, let's see. Uh, starting on the on the basketball court, um, the uh, the Dukes are currently seven and two, with a uh, with a big matchup against against the Wahoos in Harrisonburg on Tuesday. The Commonwealth Cup, some are calling yeah. it. Some some are just some are discussing that <laughs> maybe this is the new premier rivalry in the in the state of Virginia. It's the new battle for this, the the Sun Belt ACC challenge. Indeed, <laughs> yeah, indeed. Let's get that fired up. <laughs> maybe Fire the up ACC. Chips. Maybe the ACC would actually have a chance now. Yeah, hey. potentially. Hey. Um, we could leave Syracuse and and some other schools at home. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be that'd be smart. Um, so yeah, the Dukes have have Virginia on Tuesday and Radford on Saturday. Um, wow, Virginia Tuesday evening at six thirty p.m. on CBS Sports Network National Television. Tune in. Um, let's see, the women uh, host Villanova on Thursday and West Virginia on Sunday. And Shout out to the Lady Dukes, the Duke, yeah, the Duquettes. They go Duquettes. Duquettes. No, do they not. still that's do the Duquettes? Da- that's the dance team. No, they the dance team has always been the Duquettes. The women's are basketball team was. Are they still the Duquettes though? Yeah, they are. Okay. The women's basketball team was the Duke, uh, the Lady Dukes way back in the day, but have not been the Lady Dukes for a long time. Mm-hmm. But some local radio hosts would prefer it be 1950 again, so they continue to call it that. So. Yeah, not us, though. Not us. Um, the football Dukes um, put the put the mitts on southeastern Louisiana on Saturday. Ah, uh, 59 to 20. I'm 59 drubbing. to 20. Um Started out looking like it might be a bit of a shootout, and then uh, Jamie ripped off three, no, seventeen points in like two minutes and twenty seconds in the second quarter. Oh, uh, and that a was real that. pit, a real pit esque performance out of the Dukes. Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> so um, they advance and host the sixth-seeded Montana Grizzlies. Friday night lights, correct? Friday night under the lights at Bridgeforth on ESPN two. Hmm. Hmm. Delicious. Big one. Big one. Jason, I, while we're on the topic of S- FCS playoffs, of I, want, I want you to know how sweaty I was over the Sam Houston State game on Saturday. It, it was one of my 12 legs that ultimately got blown up by the Gonzaga-Alabama game. By something else, right? Yeah. 
but uh, Sam Houston State really made me work for it there. Never, never, ever, ever bet on Sam Houston State. That's they were up lesson. 17 in the third quarter and and really got into just a back and forth with Incarnate Word. Yeah, uh, yeah I saw that. Dude, Incarnate <laughs> Word's offense, very legit. Their, their QB threw, I think, 160 passes in that game. That's probably right. If I were them, I would do the same. Bit, he's, he's really good. I think he had five, at least five tuds and maybe two interceptions as well. Didn't yeah. the game end on like a, like a fumble situation at the goal line, like a bad snap? I feel like I saw that at the very end. Potentially. Like, I think uh, Incarnate Word was trying uh, to go in the end zone, and there was like uh, something happened. It might have been a sack, but. Uh, so Incarnate Word was going for two. No, they were trying to score. It was fourth down. Yeah. Um, and they were down by seven, but they were at like the two yard line. Yeah, made a made a weird. I don't know. It seemed like a weird play call, but they basically like just ran a designed QB draw. Oh, and, okay. like, got stopped, and the guy, like, reached out and didn't that's quite make right, it to the That's right, that's right. Uh, he was, like, stumbling through the crowd, yeah. like, amongst the knees and, like, reached the ball out, but he was down, and, like, the ball squirted out. It was yeah. It was tough. Jordan, it was probably pretty the best that you weren't watching that go down live, you know. Yeah. We're trying, to, we're trying to keep it together for you here, so. Also really happy that you guys can keep gambling. RIP to gambling in Florida. Hey, There's you can you can vote on the on. proposition. Hold on, when you say you guys, you guys, you guys, the royal, you guys, nope. Jordan, Just one really one happy. guys. I'm happy for you, Jordan, um, that you can legally get it get it on. Uh, I cannot legally get it on anymore temporarily we went right back to it i don't there's, understand there's, why there's been, there's been a there's been a you whole heard yourself say it and then you just went right back to it in the state of florida so i'm gonna need ronnie d to uh i mean yet again i am asking here i am yet again asking ronnie d to do something <laughs> productive all right i was you know briefly excited that we had some gambling and now uh now we're back to just the wasteland. So I think Five for the best out from, of college from what I've read, I think your all's next chance is it's going to be on the ballot in November of 2022. Um, oh. if, if that passes, then that will open things up for other books like DraftKings and FanDuel to so come. So we have in. to wait a year maybe for that to pass. Ugh. Yeah, and then implementation could take a year or two. So um, patience is virtue. Is is what I'm, I mean, what they've I'm already it's already here. been implemented. Turn, push the button, flick it back on, brother. Let's implement. You know, that's what I say. Anyhow, well, we'll be we'll be all right. It was a brief. It was a great run. I made approximately dollars, and I oh, was oh yeah, brother. Know, things were things I'll were. I'll that out so so the IRS is surprised <laughs> yeah. of the situation. I can come and take it from my cold dead hands. <laughs> all right, um, guys. Good news. Uh, shout out to the intern. I have been fetched to Brewski. Oh. This is a Michelob Ultra Pure Gold yes. organic light in a bottle with with some lime. Shout out! Shout out to the uh, to the intern. Hell yeah, brother! Happy for you. <sighs> so the flow still hydrated. coming in. I know you guys. I know you guys are worried. Flow check. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Have you right. have you paired it with just a mustache yet? Um, when I was in Harrisonburg, yeah. Oh, that's right. I think that yeah. sounds right. Yeah, um, I think I might be bringing the stash back. There's been there's been a request made by the the team, uh, the local team. So we're gonna we're gonna be looking investigating on bringing the yeah, stash I'm, back. Yeah, I'm I'm bringing mine back for Christmas and ah. and for the UVA coaching search. So. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, you know, shout out to my mother. I thought she was gonna be too into the mullet, but she seems to be generally kind of supportive, which is a little weird. So there are have been some questions though about like 
wow, so how long are you going to let it get? You know, people are asking. Because the baby the pictures are, are coming. <laughs> well, we took those over Thanksgiving, too, when I had the mustache. No, but I'm so, saying, would you hold your child uh, for the first time? This is true. You're saying I shouldn't be looking like full Kenny Powers uh, with with. Zero. I don't know. I feel or like maybe if we just, have, maybe if just we have pull to it deal tight with it. to the back. So oh, like John Clayton? Like, like John Clayton yeah. would just pull the ponytail? <laughs> and just only just, just constantly be rotating the face so you're kind yeah. of just... It's like yeah. I'm like the moon. Only one. The, the right. baby only one moon. face. You can slick it back like face those, indoor, see me all those your, your indoor rotation. cycling helmets that tear drop to the to the back like a blade. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just as long the as your rotation and revolution is. speed are the same. It's... Right. I love it, Jason. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. No one will ever see the dark side of my head. That that's that's really the key. <laughs> just the back. All right. Um, let's get to some football games before we talk about coaching. There's been some. Shakeups and and things are continuing to happen. The Miami coaching situation continues to be a, just an abject disaster. <laughs> not a not a lesson in how to handle things. Jason, let that be a lesson to you. I know you're you're on the fast track to uh, athletic administration here. Yeah, so. I was I was really like one of the fundamental questions was should I try to hire somebody without firing the person already there? And so yeah. I think this is a good. I mean, who would ever possibly? Well, that's why they didn't force consider him. you for they're the really, Miami job. That's why you ultimately him. didn't land the Miami yeah, job. I think tried to force him to resign so they don't have to pay the buyouts. Like, here's our plan. All right, hear me out. We're just going to pretend like he doesn't work here and just see if he stops coming. Then we can fire him with cause for insubordination. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, all right. The spoiler alert on that. But let's get to some games. Uh, Jason, thank you for the Dukes update. Go Dukes. All right. Dukes. Yeah. It's always it's always go Dukes on this pod, except for on to, uh, tomorrow when, when the Dukes and the Who's player, whenever that is. But, Tuesday. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Feels like tomorrow. All right. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, also, shout out Coach Billy Napier and Louisiana Raging Cajuns for winning the Sun Belt. Uh, not a beautiful football game, but, you know, sometimes winning football, championship football isn't beautiful football. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna go with it. But um, I have been exceedingly... I want to say impressed by just sort of how this whole situation has gone. Here <laughs> like we go. I, here I, we I go. Wanna, I want to keep. I, I want to be. I want to be positive here, but I just think um, it's been really interesting to like, in light of some other some of these other recent coaching searches and Florida's, including Florida's, in which they had three candidates and, um, you know, Chip Kelly was on the plane and Florida very publicly got played by that and and everything else happened. Um, you know, it's just been really interesting to see how this has gone. And it seems like Louisiana has been like very publicly supportive of their coach. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling he did a good job of communicating with them on, on that end too. So, well, um, and I think it also speaks to a fan base who has reasonable expectations and oh, perspective yeah. about their program, um, which you, you don't see all the time. Um, That's right. So, so, Go, Jason, go Jason, if you wanna if you wanna put a little PowerPoint together for Duke's fans and maybe just post it on pin it to the top of the uh, Jamie football Twitter page, like how to handle things well and have realistic expectations in the Sun Belt, um, that might be good. I'm just just trying to give you a little free little free advice here. Could be good. I, know I, don't, Jamie, I, don't, I don't think JMU fans are preparing for their coach to leave at the moment. Um, we're talking about expectations. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, that's I don't. a broader life lesson. That's well out of control at this point. <laughs> okay. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, all right, Jordan, take us through the games. How did we do? I know, I know the boys, the, the boys were picking games. Things were happening. The boys picked games. We once again did not seek out 
the best value plays. We picked the games that were put on the plate in front of us. Right. There were six of them this week. Uh, Logan, you broke your winless streak Thank by you. by a, a chin hair uh, of a margin. You went mm-hmm. one and five. Uh, Jason Love and that. I went four and two. Um, so Jason and I are still tied for first. We are creeping back towards five hundred. Thirty-seven and one, Logan. You you are twenty-six forty-four and one on the year. Things have really things have uh, really. Last couple of weeks have, have really <laughs> taken it to you. Uh, I was kind of hoping I could get it back, but I I don't think I I don't think it was in the cards for me. It's okay. So let's see. We have seven games to pick left this year, right? Um, we got thirty-two bowl games, brother. Well, we don't. We could we bowl games the spread. We can really try and dig us ourselves out of all. We'll say. we'll put a. We'll it's kind of just pending. like uh, this is like Michael Jordan refusing to stop the half court shooting contest until he won it. Yeah, so we're or just like gonna... when when he told the dude like, "No, we're playing eighteen more holes of golf, right. and right. I will bet you on my own game performance tonight." Right. Yeah, healthy behavior all around. I mean, listen, if I can go one and fifteen, I can go fifteen and one. Is all I'm saying. So absolutely, like, yeah. like that has never gotten anybody in trouble before. The mean, um, the mean is within sight. Yeah. So we we will be picking at least seven more games against the spread, probably we'll eight because we'll probably throw Army Navy in there next this oh, coming right. weekend because we respect yeah. the troops. We do um, use, we do often respect the troops. So yeah. Anyhow, Jason and I four and two skis. Logan one Poor and five. Uh, Oregon Utah was Friday night. That was that was the opener. Who who has thoughts? I mean the same. Why do we need new? There's no new thoughts. Like, please refer to our picks earlier yeah. this season. I, I was wrong. I thought Oregon would maybe show some life here at less less of an elevation disadvantage. Super wrong. Uh, Utah is just way tougher than Oregon and pushed them around. And Oregon just didn't seem like they were ready for that life and and didn't seem interested in playing the game yet again. And I, I'm I'm surprised because I I didn't really think this was this was a a Utah team to be worried about this year and. Uh, they seem to be the same Utah team they have been the last like handful of years, just like an absolute pain in the ass, super tough, like pretty good, and not, uh, um, you know, not not going to be intimidated by your uh, Kayvon Thibodeaux and your you know your fancy toys, and your Boston College quarterback transfer. Yeah, he had he had some Boston College moments <laughs> out there, uh, which you know uh, Utah's defense I think had yeah, an impact yeah. on that, but. Um, yeah, I like. I remain impressed with what Utah has done in these two games. Um, very excited to read the three-page Phil Steele preview next year about why they are a dark horse for the CFP. Um, we're we're right on schedule, boys. <laughs> this is true. Uh, I feel like there there's been some like loose rumoring that uh, old Mister Mister Coach Guy at Utah may be uh, on uh, on retirement schedule. Really. Yeah. Huh. He's like older than I think we think he is. Like, I mean, I think he's like north of 60. So it's like not out of the question that he would maybe like maybe want to retire at some point. But I don't know. I don't know if maybe I'm reading into some stuff Godfrey has like said recently a little too much, but um, I don't know. That's been that's been in the mix a bit. That's so fair. We'll see. It is the season. Uh, you would have thought if that was going to happen, it would have happened today uh, or yesterday. And it hasn't happened yet. So or maybe after go over, they're going to the Rose Bowl, maybe? right? Mm-hmm. He did take over for Urban, I believe. Yeah, and they, yes, they are going to the Rose Bowl. He's been there a while. 
He did. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. I don't follow Utah football all that closely, but he doesn't strike me as the guy who's like gonna announce his retirement on the same day or the same weekend as the Rose Bowl invitation. Um, oh, but, I see what you're saying. Like, it might knows? be like uh, it might be a better time to do it. Yeah. Anyhow, I, we don't need to sit around and wait for him to retire. I just, I, I, I feel like it's, uh, it's been hinted that that might be something that something uh, to keep an eye on. Would happen. Interesting. Yes. All right. Cool. Well, that was Friday night. Uh, Saturday came. We had a nooner, Oof. and Baylor and OK State did that thing. Uh, Baylor did more of it than OK State did. Just barely. By a just, <laughs> just barely. Uh. Yeah, this was not a clinic and quarterback play, this game. Oh, no. Um, well, our, our, to be our, fair, Shapin played really well. He he had a hot, lightning-hot start. He, like, like, he, he was completed, eight, or eight, eight for eight or nine for nine out of the gate. Uh, no, he completed his first 17 passes. Okay. So add those two together, and that's what he was. There you go. <laughs> I thought he went, uh, had an incompletion in there. Um yeah, but I mean, I mean, you can, I mean, he, he wasn't like. Listen, he completed twenty three passes for one hundred and eighty yards, so it's not like he was go. like the Jamil. Push, he stuff. wasn't pushing the ball deep into the secondary, but he had a couple like he dropped yeah. a couple dimes in there. Like, if we're being honest, that third touchdown was a really nice pass. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, yeah, it feels like it was there for Oklahoma State to take, and yeah. they just like flat multiple, out refused multiple to take times. It. it was there to take, and yeah, uh, yeah I mean, uh, I, I, Oklahoma it was State's- Spencer Sanders' time. Uh, a few many times too often this yeah. yeah this was like i mean it was kind of similar to the florida florida state game like spencer sanders just throwing interceptions in the first half just absolutely nuking any chance oklahoma state had to maybe like probably jump on a team that they should have been better than um that had an unsettled quarterback situation themselves uh i thought oklahoma state's defense played fine in this game uh they were given a couple really short fields in the first half to deal with yeah. that sucks um it happens but uh yeah, they held this, Baylor to 240 yards totally, yeah so. this game was i was like surprised with the the toughness on display in this game there were some dudes yeah. hitting in this Pats game it was popping. it was not a joke yeah Pats it's also worth popping. mentioning baylor's defense played pretty well yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. like this I, was I a thoroughly entertaining game to yep. watch but not for like the wow look at all the talent on display it was just yeah, like right. man these dudes are getting after it <laughs> they were trying both teams tried really hard yeah, uh, and, and it was I think they had fun. That's that was our <laughs> keys to the week. DVD. It uh, also ended in the pylon cam's finest hour. This is true. Yeah. So I, what it was in a fourth and goal play, maybe, yeah. or um, and uh, we get a little off tackle handoff left to the really to the wide side of the field mm-hmm. um, for uh, Oklahoma State. Sorry, it was a full back. like twelve yard sprint perpendicular. Yes. The running back the is yeah line. is taking the line. You know, is has to make it like four yards to the end zone and. There was a man just strafing to stay in front of him, you know, right there running down the line. And uh, he went to dive and it was like six inches too short to reach for the pylon. Um, our guy, Michael Felder on Twitter was really, really giving this young man the business for why did he dive? Um, he's like, you've got to rely on all your power cleans that you've done in the, your deadlifts and your power cleans. And you just, you, he's running with you. You just got to put your shoulder into him and take him in the end zone, which I mean, Fair enough. I mean, I'm. I'm I feel like of, it's. I feel like it's. It's go. It goes against all your instincts. But the fact is, if he like, yes. ha, if he's halfway to the pylon and he plants his left foot and just like drives his shoulder into the guy's sternum, he probably yeah. scores. 
Oh yeah, no. Yeah, I, but I mean, it's I tough because like as the the running back was running more parallel to the goal line mm-hmm. than the defender. Yeah. Like the, the defender, defender was cutting was the angle, coming downhill. Yeah. Yes, it and was so like that, a it was like a weird in your head, and you're like, ah, it's also worth mentioning that the the running back, like when you look at it, it the running back is farther away from the, the end zone than you think. Like it's not like he was running on the two. Oh yeah, well, sure. Well, the running back was back at the five at one point and tried to round the corner. So right, it looked like he was going to make it. I would say, like when you see that situation, like what four out of five times the the guy scores in some way. If you look at it, if you look, if you take a picture of where he is at the hash marks, you have to feel like there's an eighty percent chance he gets in the end zone. But I mean, respect to that corner. That corner closed down and yeah, amen. Made him think about it, and that's all it takes. So um, this led to. Uh, just a beautiful clip of David Randa, like completely icing the celebration. Like our there's pandemonium on king, the sideline around him, and 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 our our beautiful bald king is just there, like arms crossed, just focused on the task at hand, getting getting the offense back out there to take a knee. Victory formation. Um, well, yeah, because they had to run a play and yeah. not get a safety, because right. that would have caused some other. Inter- that would wouldn't been wouldn't that have been a delight a delight for us all to take? Could have pulled the. Uh, friend of the podcast, Daniel Bolt, snap it and run around in the end zone. Yes, that's right. Leggy, leggy Daniel Bolt. Back she in the day. rando. <laughs> a long strider. But, yes. Uh, well, actually, he wasn't for as long as his legs were. He was not a long strider. I, I, he had a very, he, he had a very choppy yeah. gait for a man yeah. of his, a man of his height. But uh, that all said, it's the soccer. You play a lot of soccer. You, you keep your feet close to the ground. Um, yeah, I mean, I, hell of a year for Baylor. I mean. And Aranda's done a really good job with the program. I, I have really like not a whole lot to say. I mean, they've been impressive, and the fact that they're doing it kind of like with the tough, play good defense. We're gonna stay in the game and run the football and shorten the game, and kind of like they've played three or four different quarterbacks this year. Like that's super impressive. Um, I think Oklahoma State probably was the better team, and like just some just terrible like luck and mistakes like conspired against Oklahoma state in this game in like a massive way. Um, I think Oklahoma state was really good. Their defense is fantastic, but a little strange that Oklahoma state's offense seems to have been kind of MIA the past few years. I mean, they had Chuba Hubbard, I guess a few years ago, but they really started turning into this like power running attack team. Um, That to me, just doesn't really seem like it fits with the Mike Gundy big 12 vibe. So curious to see where they go next. But yeah, well, I think it was interesting. Like both teams in the Big 12 championship game played this similar, like tough yes. defense, run the ball brand. Um, I, I don't know if that's like a, a, a harbinger of things to come for the Big 12 or um, the skeleton of the Big 12 when fancy boys, Oklahoma and Texas leave, but um. Yeah, I mean that's what Iowa. That's what certainly what Iowa State does. I feel like that's what Kansas State does now. Um, yeah. I don't really know what Kansas is up to. Um, the, all it would appear that most of the most of the Texas schools are Kansas is uh, winning two football games, winning this year. pluralities. Right. Yeah. I feel like when I've seen them though, they they are a little more they're a little more spread than uh, they're a little more busted wide open. Yeah, yeah, more more you know, garden variety Big Twelve. Yeah, roster dictates. Not that there's schools, anything wrong with that. Yes, bingo. Um, so Baylor wins the Big Twelve, and um, I mean Oklahoma State really, really blew their chance to try to sneak into the playoff. They did. It was there for them. 
got kind of well, like I don't think it would I don't think it would have been, but we thought it might have been there. For oh, you know, minute. someone in that room would have been making a big argument to make sure well, Cincinnati stayed down. That's sure. fair. Yeah, I just want to commend them for like getting that out of the way. At, yes. You know, at the noon slot, like okay, that it was that put a lot of drama off the table because we didn't end up in the doomsday scenario of Cincinnati and Notre Dame out. Uh, and they could be like, well, yeah, you know, they just didn't do enough, and you know, Notre Dame lost to Cincinnati just so they could talk themselves around putting Cincinnati in. So, so you know what? Shout out to Baylor for winning. Yeah, go Bears. Uh, next, we had Georgia Alabama in Atlanta. Who boy, what what an experience this was! I yeah. would like to be the first to apologize for doubting Nick Saban and the Tide. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like I made a great pick and I would make it all over again. Like I had no reason to expect that that version of Alabama was just going to show up after the last several weeks. Oh, of course. Um, but kudos to them. They did it in a big way. They are back in a super big way. Yes. Cur- yeah. So uh, they win the game 41 24, I think. Um, Kirby Smart looks absolutely shell shocked at the halftime interview. Like could not have looked more like, like, like daddy had just spanking, given him, given him a spanking. Like that's really what it was. Um, yeah. Alabama's offensive line, I think is the story of this game. They held up so well. Bryce yeah. Like where did that Young come had from? All day to throw. And when that guy has all day to throw, I mean, he was, he looked like a Heisman trophy winning quarterback yesterday. Right. I mean, yeah, he was making like all seven the on seven clips. He was just bouncing around back there. Like, yeah. Oh, Patting there's the ball. my guy. Guys yep. open. Jameson Williams uh, is awesome. I saw Spencer Hall had a hilarious tweet. It says Jameson Williams looks like he runs a four six forty and a four eight eighty. Like <laughs> the second forty just looks like it goes so fast. He yeah. pulls away. He's extremely fast. Um, yeah, I mean Alabama was was better. And Stetson, I mean, I think we got some answers to the questions about like. I I was not unique in asking this question. I saw a bunch of different versions of it, but like Georgia hasn't been tested this year, so. If, Let's say Georgia's down 10. Like, is Stetson Bennett the guy that's going to, like, make some high-pressure throws and get them back in the game? Um, He wasn't that guy yesterday. He had a pick six and another pretty rough interception down in the red zone um, that pretty much nuked their chances, I think, of of getting back in this one for real. Although it kind of stayed at 14 for a good portion of the third and fourth quarter. Um, They just couldn't score, and um, they couldn't really move the ball uh, uh, like they needed to. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, like I said, I don't, I, I think I said this on the podcast last week. I just hate that Georgia gets rewarded for like not playing the better quarterback. Um, and I think this was like a little bit of come comeuppance here for doing that. Like they didn't, they haven't needed to play the better quarterback all year, but I don't know why if you're going to beat the Holy hell out of Vanderbilt anyway, why does it matter if, JT Daniels is in there throwing a couple interceptions and like learning how to like operate the offense and be better. So you could have a more talented quarterback in the game in times like this. That's my question. So I I think it's that that, uh, interesting, interesting for sure. I'm just asking. Yeah. (laughs) I think we're talking about, uh, I think it was Bomani who tweeted something (laughs) to the effect of Stetson Bennett was not, the reason Georgia lost that game, but once they got behind, he was the reason they could not get back into it. Thank um, and that yeah. that sums up what I saw succinctly. So now, yeah. one before we leave the SEC championship game, playoff rankings. We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here. Playoff rankings. Yeah. 
got released. They avoided the rematch in the semifinal, which we predicted they would. I kind of would have liked to see them just run it back. Like, Immediate run back? Let's get this I mean, out of the way. I would have kind of liked that too. It certainly would have been the sweatiest version of this game. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. So real, real quick, I mean, the rankings were Alabama 1, Michigan 2, uh, Georgia three, Georgia three. Sorry, Cincinnati four. So, yeah. there you and, go. And I, uh, I think it was Nicole Auerbach who pointed out that Cincinnati has a better best win than Georgia does this year. It's true. So, oh, for sure. so you could flip them very easily unless you are specifically trying to concoct matchups. And at that point, are we really ranking teams out of out of deservedness or? Or are we concocting an entertainment product? I mean, I think yeah. I mean, I think the answer is pretty clear to what we're yeah. doing. Well, um, <laughs> I care about there. the integrity of of the sport, and that's why that's why this upsets me so, much, <laughs> so deeply. Right, but uh, yeah. So, uh, Jason, did you did you catch any of this, or were you on Duke Patrol yesterday? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so I saw the most of the second half of this game. Um, the good stuff. And yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna use your reference, Jordan, of Stetson Bennett's enough, a good enough quarterback to keep you in front, but not a good enough quarterback to get you back in front. Yeah. And it came down to that. They didn't have anybody who could guard Williams, and they didn't have anybody who could get them back in the game after they fell behind. What thirty-one seventeen? That was that. It was interesting to see the. I mean, I think Georgia defense did have a couple breakdowns that Alabama immediately just jumped on and took advantage of and scored touchdowns on. So great play design, disguise, whatever you want to call it. Maybe Georgia like had a bit of a blunder, but I do think we've talked about this. Like Georgia doesn't really do like a ton of exotic stuff. If you can stand up when they bring a little bit of pressure, um, all the DBs are going to have their backs turned down the field and you're going to be able to bust off some big quarterback runs. We saw some really timely quarterback runs and just some like dump off check down passes to the flat that went for first downs yesterday. Um, and it was because Alabama's offensive line played amazing. I mean, they played their they, nuts off. Yeah. It they, awesome. it was evident. Um, and Bryce Young was really good. I mean, he, he is, that guy's got first pick in the draft vibes for sure. So good for Alabama, you know, super happy for them. Glad, glad things broke in their favor. Yeah. Finally, they finally broke through. They've been waiting a long time for this. So you're not going to catch me feeling sorry for Georgia, though. So, sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Also, the 4 p.m. slot, we had Houston at Cincinnati for the AAC Heavyweight Championship. Um, this was this was a tight back and forth early, and then Cincinnati kind of took it by the horns and didn't let go. Um I was not I was not focused on this one much. I was more trying to will Georgia back into the game. Uh, <laughs> which which obviously didn't work, but uh Desmond Ritter playing his best football of the year at the right time. Um making good, good decisions. Uh and the running game is is clicking and it'll be interesting to see how how much it if at all it can click against Alabama in that first semifinal, but shout out I mean, to Luke fickle. They teams they did have been able to run the ball in Alabama this year. I don't think, I don't think it's a absolute given. 
Um, Alabama's going to apply a lot of pressure throughout the game in all phases, so good luck. But, I mean, that's always going to be the case to whoever plays Alabama or Georgia this year. So, um, yeah, this one was fun. I mean, it was 14-13 like at halftime, I think. I think Alex Kirshner likes to say, Cincinnati does this. They play with their food, and then they lick the plate clean. Like, that's kind of how it goes for Cincinnati. Um, they let teams hang around a little bit, and then they have, like, a really, really strong, like, drive, get a couple stops, drive, 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 stop, drive, stop, drive. And that's like, they put up 21 points and it's, and all of a sudden it's kind of a laugher. And then you can kind of go back to playing with your food again and maybe not win by 50, but win you know, absolutely comfortably just on the heels of like absolute outburst. So good for them. They, I mean, they look really strong. That stadium was rocking. It was cool to see a home game conference championship situation there. Um, Nippert was going wild. Their fans were on the field. Uh, I don't know. I'm super stoked for Cincinnati. Happy for him. And, and uh, I'm glad that they took care of business too and didn't force us all to like kind of be bummed out about the result. Yeah. <laughs> and Houston was a worthy opponent. Um, Cincinnati's yeah. good. Yeah. I early on, I was kind of worried like, oh man, he's Houston might do this. Like they moved the ball extremely efficiently yeah. their first couple of drives. Um, but Cincinnati made the appropriate adjustments, got got some things buckled down, and then blew it wide open in the third quarter. So there was also, a, um, I believe, Houston's final drive to to maybe get the backdoor cover that I was really invested in, but <laughs> not literally it was, invested. It was worth Figured. not not getting that one back for Cincinnati to have their moment. Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for being a gracious loser on that pick. There. I am. I am above all a team player for mid majors, right. even if it's just mid majors for the next however long it is. I am very excited for the AAC. The, dust. the AAC will continue to claim like, oh, the, we're the best Group of Five conference because we had the only playoff participant. He's like, yeah. How are they doing? You seen them in a while? <laughs> I heard they're dating somebody new now. This yeah. is good. I love. I love Jason laying the groundwork for uh, for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for Sunbelt propaganda going to a pod, coming for a pod, to a podcast near you very soon. This is good, Jason. I'm on to you. You communicate mm-hmm. well. It's almost Thank like you. you're a professional at it. I, I do I I do this professionally. I get paid a salary. I do this. Uh all right. You know who else does this? It's the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, bless bless the sweet Wolverines. <laughs> Logan's team of the night. <laughs> yes. Some some people are saying. Yes, yes, they are the team of the night, and they beat my least favorite team in the history of college football, the 2021 Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, just a totally unremarkable game. This was fine. This game happened. Uh, Michigan covered. Um, Iowa just doesn't even try, really. To score Iowa points. got a field goal there it's, at it's one point. Pathetic. It, it's just so it's it's so bad. Petrus is out there. My man Spencer Petrus looks old. He does not move well. Does not look like an athlete. Doesn't doesn't have. An I athlete. mean, playing quarterback for any it's like having any big iteration Randy. of it's like, Iowa it's like football. Big Randy playing quarterback, like current Big Randy playing quarterback for for your, for your salt and pepper flow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I I didn't I wasn't really locked into this because I oh yeah, I wasn't a, either. I I thought the ACC game was much more compelling, um, in in general, but uh, yeah. I mean, Good, good for Michigan. They took care of business. And I mean, I'm happy in a way that Michigan took care of business and we don't have to be like kind of weirdly bummed out for Michigan, like just absolutely gacking it up. <laughs> gacking it up. But uh, they they did not. Yeah, I think it's really uh, 
fortunate for them that the the one year they like stab the sword through the heart of Ohio State, they also win the Big Ten and they also make it to the playoff. Like they get to check all those boxes off at once. And Harbaugh's got to be breathing such a yeah. sigh of relief. That, Except like, for beating Michigan checking. State, didn't they lose to Michigan State? How did they that did, happen? but you know, I I think. I think their fans are okay with where. Yeah, this are at is a good point. It's a good point. I'm sure the Michigan State fans will handle it level-headedly as well. Yeah, with with reason and grace. Um, okay, Charlotte, North Carolina, the the Kenny Pickett and Sam Hartman duel for the ages. What what were what were our thoughts? Our takeaways? <laughs> you know who had some takeaways was the Pittsburgh defense. Yeah, they did. Tough night at the tough night for Handsome Sam and the boys uh, at Wake Forest. Um, this was it was like 21-21, 24-21, like kind of locked up for a bit, and then and then Handsome Sam kind of hit the skids there, and there were some picks and things happened. We had a, just an absolutely delightful fake slide quarterback run uh, by by two glove Kenny Pickett in the first half. Uh, fleet of foot Kenny Pickett just busts out into the open and has a bunch of defenders bearing down on him and sort of like drags a foot and makes it appear like he's going to slide. And then just like, Oh, Oh, gotcha. Ha! <laughs> takes off <laughs> down the sideline. And there was the takes on Twitter were, were coming in. There was some, Hot there was some gnashing of teeth. Hot and ferocious. Do I think that it is a little bit against the spirit of the, of the rules to do that? Absolutely. Do I also think that it was cool as hell that he pulled it off in such a swaggy and unbelievable fashion and then gave the double-handed kiss to the crowd in the standing in the end zone? Yes, it was awesome. That was so cool. So good for Kenny. He deserved everything he got on that one, uh, a positive thing that he got on that one. But uh, I was super impressed with Pitt. Their defense, like, really clamped down uh, Wake Forest. And that, I mean, I haven't watched a whole lot of claw fence this year, I'll be honest, but the delayed read thing that they do on every play is absolutely maddening. So, I mean, good for Pitt for like staying focused at the task at hand there and sort of cutting that off at the source. And, and yeah, Hartman just threw some bad passes and uh, Pitt ate him up there in the second half. Yeah. Well, I think when you have some real dudes in the trenches too, that can blow yes. up their gap Certainly helps that, yeah, that makes the mesh point get, uh, cut short and really throws timing off of everything. And Pitt's got those guys. They've got a very experienced roster. I think they have something like a dozen or more super seniors this year. Um, and something like 30 of their players have undergraduate degrees already. So they are, wow. uh, they're not green. Um, and shout out for them for taking advantage of that. And also in a year when Clemson's down. Um, really, yeah. really making, making the most of it. So, yeah, they beat Clemson too. I mean, it wasn't like they avoided them. I mean, right. Clemson at the end of the year turned out to not be as terrible, I think, as like it was appearing they were going to be through the first four or five games. But, you know, that all said, you're totally right. Pitt stayed focused and uh, and did a good job. They're very, really good. They get rewarded with where do they play? Fiesta Bowl, Peach Bowl, uh, Peach Bowl, I believe. Oh yeah, they play Michigan State. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I'm ready. I'm ready to hammer the pit to cover whenever that gets released. 
yeah, this has all the makings of pit covers and Michigan State. Like we get a lot of like, well, they gave a big extension to uh, Mel Tucker. Let's see if he can live up to it. Things kind of, you know, didn't go so well at the end of last year. It's like, yeah, well, yeah and I think Pickett said he's already said he's going to play in the bowl game um, oh. against Michigan State's famously worst in the nation pass defense. So that's correct. That's numbers. Up. That's let's numbers go. right there. Let's go, KP. That's good advice from your agent, also, KP. Um, <laughs> all right, so those are conference championships. Silly season. Let's let's get into it. Florida announced a head coach. I think Oklahoma filled their vacancy shortly before we jumped on the air. Yes, uh, no, I don't think officially, but yes, it what? was official. I, I saw official. So. Is it official? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it was like right before we got on. Um, yeah, so we'll. I mean, we could. I guess start. I watched the Florida press conference. We had a lot of like overproduced Florida content on the timeline today, uh, tracking the plane. We had live footage from the plane. Um, it was good. He was like, he's exceedingly uh, like likable, but I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the vibe is that he gives off. I can't put a word on it yet. But he like, did you say authentic or real? Yes, yes, authentic. You you really believe him? He seems like. I mean, he gets off and he's got like kind of a, just kind of a homely looking family, you know, like they just seem like just all, all American. Um, that's not what homely means. I, I know. I, I said, I know what it means. And that's why I said it. I said what I said. You, you can take a look at the picture. <laughs> that all but said. I, the, the opinions well, no, expressed saying. on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions I'm not, I'm of not all telling, people. I'm not telling, I'm not telling lies. I'm just saying like, he seems like he would be a great boss to work for. And um uh that is that is the vibe that he was exuding he was just you could have closed your eyes and and mutated the te- the uh the voice a little bit and you would have thought it was nick saban talking just like how he talked about like building the program and the process and like we have nine steps in our season and he like went through all the steps and and like all the recruiting stuff and like i mean it was he said the word recruiting a million times so i mean it was music to florida fans ears so we'll see he is everything dan mullen was not like he was like Dan Mullen's like super fidgety at the at the. I saw someone on Twitter say Dan Mullen had the ability to like make things that he sincerely said seem insincere, and like it seems like Billy Napier did the opposite. Like oh. <laughs> like everything seemed very sincere, and uh, he's certainly got a process. We'll see how it goes. I saw he got a six year contract, uh, which is pretty long for Florida, um, and uh, seven million a year. I saw seven and a half million dollars a year for assistant pool and 7.2 million dollars or 7.5 million dollars a year um towards i don't know their their recruiting budget was basically going to be on par with ohio states so dang we'll see what happens um i mean all signs point to positive uh but uh yeah i don't know exciting times are afoot uh if you watched the game yesterday i mean they certainly were like they're a tough team. They play really good defense. He claims to employ two offensive line coaches, so he calls <laughs> plays and is the quarterbacks coach. And he so so he buys himself an extra spot, like uh, an extra on the field coach for an extra offensive line coach. Like that's that's how Dang. much he believes in OL coaching. So um, I think they had uh, Louisiana's offensive had an offensive lineman who was the conference player of the year this year, like full on conference player of the year, not, not the lineman of the year. Like he was the offensive MVP of the conference. So uh, I don't know. 
that's the emphasis. Uh, it was it was good. I'll reserve judgment. I mean, he's certainly not going to like give a whole lot of uh, sound bites that you're really going to take from. But you know, once uh, once he says all the right things. Oh, Jordan, you will you might just want to take a gander through. There was a there was kind of a, a side note diatribe about uh, um, the book of Joshua, <laughs> like and okay. uh, being being prepared uh, for you know for for battle and things of that nature. I was I was really loving that. It's like oh this is great. Jordan Jordan needs to get tuned in on this. I know he loves Jason good... Kirk needs to get tuned in on that too. <laughs> I was gonna say it's right in his wheelhouse. So we had I mean we had hopes and prayers. We had gratefulness. We had program mentioned about fifty times. The drinking game would have gone way over uh, if you guys were playing it. So uh, let's let let's move on. Uh, we did report this last week, and it, we we've reported it too soon but akron did officially hire joe moorhead what was what was the graphic they released that had like i didn't see it i think it said hashtag destiny on it or something <laughs> did you see okay. this jason <laughs> this rings about yeah so they're, they're it's on everything they're putting out right now that's just an interesting word to i think use. that's just their their theme for the hiring of joe that's moorhead. their motif hashtag destiny and i want this i'm gonna get up in my soapbox real quick Love it. Akron is just the latest example of this. <laughs> Please. You do not. And I've had this fight with people inside Jamie Athletics and outside Jamie Athletics. You do not need to Photoshop your logo or name or colors onto a coach or recruit you just got. You're not fooling anybody that they're already wearing those clothes. <laughs> Nobody thinks that Joe Moorhead with really white hair is there in a Akron visor and Akron jacket with a Nike swoosh on it. Like it's very badly photoshopped. Less, or I mean, I almost said Les Miles. Brian Kelly's video from like the hiring at LSU that got just roasted on it was the main. Oh, that character got on super Sports lifted. Oh, oh my god, it was a tr- It was so bad. Did that happen after we recorded this week? I don't remember. No, Jordan, we recorded twice this week. So. Uh, you guys, you guys had an emergency pod. Um, yeah, but we I, didn't even we, we didn't even mention, mention the family. Oh. Oh my gosh, me like, and my—he sounded like he was doing like a bad foghorn leghorn impersonation. Yeah, sorry, but, but listen, Jason, but go, go on. Everything around the Brian Kelly is a whole another rant. But like, when you you're so dedicated to like, oh no, we cannot, we cannot even imply that this world famous head coach or very highly touted recruit was elsewhere thirty right. seconds ago. Like, it's just the the dumbest thing. Like, sure. Okay. If you if you want to have a clean like pull the other team's logos off of it and have a clean, like you know we we did that Blank for Chris and we pulled a logo and and turned his color his his quarters in purple and stuff like that like that's one thing but like some of these <laughs> Photoshop jobs if it if it's going to be a horrific Photoshop job it's not worth it because people aren't going to be like oh good branding they're going to be like man that video of Brian Kelly looking like he's in a 1980s sci-fi movie sucks and that's what they did. And it wasn't yeah. worth it. It's the stupidest thing. I, it drives me nuts. I hate I hate taking shots at other people, like other people's creative work, because it's super, super hard. It's so hard to do. But Jason, like, I saw a wild one. That it's, had so, Billy, it's so it's so bad. Here, just <laughs> Billy Napier talking to Anthony Richardson. I'll send it to you. You're gonna love it. God, <laughs> but like, it's I don't get it. I I don't understand it at all. Yeah, some people's I, insistence of like, no, we have to make it seem. Like he's been decked out in Akron gear or LSU gear for years. Yeah, no, I, I wonder how much of that is like from a get get that picture in the fans' head and get them fired up about it. Like 
they they will be more fired up to already see him and start associating him with hashtag the logo. I guess, and if and if you can do it well, go ahead. Like I'm not, I get it. Sure. The ideal scenario is that person is in your gear. Totally understand it. But if like it's not worth it at a certain point to like, or no, we're so hard up that we have to have the edges of Brian Kelly's shirt flickering because we clearly green screen him out of this shot. Or like the the even like oh this Akron jacket and this Akron visor is all the same color because we couldn't get it drives me crazy. The uh the graphic or one of the graphics that I saw LSU tweeted, like they couldn't even find a picture of him where he was smiling. Yeah. And until they had to like hide it. It was like the the tertiary image yeah. way way in the second background it, where it was just like a smirk too. Yeah. Someone made the comment like, damn, like this this guy is such a stick up his head coach that they couldn't find a picture of him smiling to prominently feature on the hiring graphic. Like that's nuts. Anyways, that's my creative rant. And it's not like me being like, these people suck at social media because those yeah, you, media people you, don't make you those You take decisions. issue with the game, not the players. I take issue with the, yeah, the problem itself and it drives me insane. And it's, I see. it's people giving orders that don't understand what branding actually is. Hashtag brands. Hashtag maybe, brands. Maybe we can get Darren Ravel on the case. Talk some Yeah, that's definitely the first person I would talk to. Jason, source. Jason signs off on that for sure. Um, yeah, so thank you, Jason, for that. A uh, little, little behind inside baseball. Uh, do appreciate that. Um, all right, Oklahoma. Looks like they've made a move. Brent Venables. Uh, we didn't mention his name when we talked about this. I don't know that he came up, but... Uh, Kind of surprised that I kind of figured Venables was just going to go ahead and like just keep cashing them checks and just being like a crazy bug-eyed lunatic on the sideline of Clemson games or like go coach defense in the NFL or something. Uh, eventually, he seems exceedingly to be a defensive schemer guy. So uh, worked out last time. Oklahoma hired a defensive coordinator uh, that had national championships on his resume. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I've seen Jeff Levy attached to him as the likely offensive coordinator that he's bringing with him to Oklahoma. Um, I think that's a great hire. Yeah. It's a good fit for Oklahoma um, from the standpoint of probably the talent they have on their roster. And he, you might remember Jeff Libby, former UCF offensive coordinator, has been the OC at Ole Miss the past couple of years with Lane Kiffin. So um, good. With any any thoughts on this? I mean, I, I think it's it's a little splashy to me. Yeah, I I wonder again. This is a classic situation for me personally. I am curious how much of this is Brent was our first and top choice, or Brent was the splashiest name we could get once we started rolling down the list. Um, and we hope it's splashy enough to appease our lunatics of of a fan base. So sure, um, I think it could work, and. I think a lot of it will hinge on the staff of assistants he brings with him. And Logan, like you said, I like the idea of pairing him with Levy. See see how those two two uh, coordinator dudes can, can make magic together. I also like that uh, Venables has been an extremely successful defensive coordinator um, on a team that has not, like, 
done the eat the ball. Tried to protect the yes, defense. Yes, yep. yes, done done the eat the ball offense, right? Like they, um, I mean, he's had, I mean, the defense had to keep them in a lot of games this year. Uh, their defenses showed up in huge games against Alabama and against Ohio State and things um, in the past in the playoff. And, um, you know, they've done it with all manner of uh, high-flying offense on the other side. So I, I think that is kind of a refreshing take on the defensive coordinator as head coach hire. So he's likely, you know, you would think he's not going to be completely married to uh, protecting his interests uh, or his side of the ball interests as much. Yeah. Um, Just real quick, circle back to Florida. I did see two uh, staffers announced um, there, I guess uh, Napier's bringing two guys with him from Louisiana Monroe. So Name has just eluded me. Patrick Tony, the defensive coordinator. Um, Jordan, you asked about him on the podcast. Uh, yes, I two, did. Two shows ago. Uh, Chris Brown at Smart Football, I think, was questioning if, if Patrick Tony was coming with Billy Napier. He claimed he was the secret sauce, I think, in in uh, the, the Billy Napier experience. So I think he's sort of up and coming defensive coordinator guy. Uh, his name had been bandied about for maybe even LSU's defensive coordinator position. So, hmm. um, Maybe not a household name just yet, yet, but I, I think he's going to be at least a co-defensive coordinator at Florida. Um, maybe not the full, but I guess that's sort of TBD, depending on how many like positions uh, the staff gets built out to be. And then the other one was an offensive assistant whose name is uh, eluding me. So um, that's two, two on the staff there. Um, and regrettably, I don't think Mr. Nick Savage, Florida's rabid uh, Strength and conditioning coach is going to be retained, so okay. have to. We're going to have Maybe to. Maybe he can come new, to Virginia. No, oh, there you go. We're going to, have to get some new strength and conditioning uh, uh, footage in the building. Uh, all right, let's touch on Miami real quick. This is weird. Lol. This whole situation has been very weird. Jason's shaking his head. Um, he's aghast at just uh, just what's going on here. I think part of the problem is Miami has like fifty-seven board of trustees. Yeah, they they, they have, have a massive board of trustees. They have in typical Miami fashion, some overly impactful donors. They have uh, Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp's probably involved. Sure. You know? uh, they have a, a leadership vacuum at the moment. It is a recipe for, especially when discussing the University of Miami, Florida, it is a problem. Yes. Um, so all indications seem to be that Mario Cristobal is likely to be the next head football coach at Miami. Um, have have they finalized the AD hire yet? No, no, they haven't okay. finalized the AD hire. They have not fired their current football coach Manny Diaz. He is out uh, recruiting. He is, he is out on recruiting the road, in yeah. living rooms. Um, you know, uh, Mario Cristobal is out recruiting for Georgia, but um, Oregon. there was geez, sorry, Oregon. Um, there was a rumor that he that there was a you know players only or not players only a a team meeting called for four thirty today. That turned out to not be true because Chris Ball was out recruiting, doing things. Um, apparently, Chris Ball may or may not have canceled recruiting trips for Monday. And it just seems like all signs are pointing towards this going to like Mario Chris Ball being the next head coach at Miami. But I mean, nothing is <laughs> nothing is done. There was a report earlier this week that it seemed pretty likely that Clemson AD, is it Radakovich or something, something like that? Yeah. I've seen him referenced um, as Dan Rad. Dan Rad, uh, Dan Rad has uh, agreed to be their AD. That turned out to not be completely true yet. 
uh, as well. Nothing has been signed there. He looked to be getting a huge raise in either way you cut it. Um, even if he stays at Clemson, you want to keep around. So, yeah, I mean, so nothing has happened officially at Miami, but everything has happened at Miami. It seems, I think I saw that, that was a flat the, circle in Miami. Yeah, the, 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 the terms of the deal with, uh, Cristobal had been agreed to, but not signed, uh, probably for reasons involving who the AD is and, and, <laughs> and, and things of that nature. Uh, maybe a late push from Phil Knight and and the Oregon contingent, but uh, I don't know. It, it when I saw the I saw eight million dollars a year for Mario Cristobal, which is a well, lot of Miami's money. He's got money to spend now. Yeah, which which is a lot of money, but is to me doesn't seem like. I feel like if he had played his cards, he could have. If he was only interested in money, he could have got more than that from Oregon State. So, uh, not a good, not it's a not tremendous look for, uh, at the end of the season for him and his team. Um, they have not showed well recently, and this is this has been the knock on him uh, as a head coach. Back when he was at FIU, things didn't go well, and then I think he's like 62 and 60 overall as a head coach, which includes a handful of years at Oregon now, doing pretty decent, being the only like good school in the Pac-12. So I don't know. It's it's a uh, yeah. It's just it's flu. It's a fluid situation. There's we'll, weirdness we'll, afoot. Yes, very we'll, dynamic. We'll, We'll stay posted. I just multiple. It's gonna be really weird when they have two football coaches officially hired. Uh what's like what's gonna happen? Yeah, do they like tape a line down the middle of the office and like this is this is Manny's half. Don't don't go over to Mario's half. Manny and Mario. Wow. I mean, this is a Miami, it's a real Miami situation there. It's oh. it's great. The names involved, it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. So uh you guys got any thoughts on on the Miami situation? I mean it. <laughs> I mean, I I never expected myself to feel for Manny Diaz in any <laughs> capacity like sure. this. Sure, but I feel for Manny Diaz. Um, I I've mean, also, it is despicable what they're doing to him. Yeah, and I, I've also seen like a lot of like, man, Manny's a better guy than I am. Like, I would have already quit. If you quit, you don't get the buyout. That's exactly. how most contracts work. Booger. Yeah, booger. So like, everybody I, everybody gets real chesty talking about how they'd have principles for a job they don't have. So And I, I saw someone reply that were like, Well, I saw the buyout is eight million dollars. I'd go make it myself in some living rooms for a few hours for that. Like, yeah. I'm I'm right there with you, friend. So uh thoughts and prayers to Manny Diaz. I hope you enjoy spending that buyout money should it come. I think the worst outcome for him is that Cristobal resigns with Oregon and he's just got to like show up and keep working at Miami where he is clearly not wanted. So. Yeah, that's going to turn awkward in a hurry if Phil Knight rolls out $9 million for Mario Cristobal. Oh, man. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what happens if we get to the end of this weekend and Miami does not get crystal ball and doesn't get their AD? Are they just going to be like, hmm? And Lane Kiffin's so, Manny, you want to also be AD? We'll, th- yeah. we'll throw a little more dollars at you. I will be the athletic director at Miami for only $2 million. Yeah. Hell, I'll, I'll come do it with you. We, we'll do it for a million each. Yeah. You can work brain. A days, I'll work B days. I like this. Um, I did see that uh, Lane Kippen signed an extension. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. to secure the bag, Lane. And I also Before saw he goes to Oregon. D- yeah, Dylan Gabriel uh, is in the transfer portal. You so is Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, that was Penix Michael is. Penix Jr. Um, uh, 
I've seen Gabriel linked to, uh, I saw he got a crystal ball on Rivals or 247 or whatever to Ole Miss. So wow. interesting. Who knows? Uh, and then I think the last job, Louisiana did actually promote from the staff um, in the void of Billy Napier, uh, a man named Michael Desmor- Desmoreau. It is it is a, a, a exceedingly Louisiana Cajun say, name. So good in for the family. It is a yes, Cajun yes. name. If good for the Cajun Cajuns, um, and you know, I guess in some ways, like not taking everybody from his staff leaves a little bit of infrastructure in space there, in, in place there. So uh, I guess they had a guy, and we're ready to roll with it. I had seen Pete Golding's name floated as like a, a potential uh, for that job, which is interesting. Hmm. Anyhow, uh, all right. so that's what we got. Championship weekend is over, and bowl season is just around the corner. Any pre- preliminary spicy bowl matchups you guys are excited about? Or well, you know, I I'd first well before we jump off the carousel, just want to oh, pepper UVA and oh yeah yeah quick. I'm sorry we're um, out with UVA yeah so Jason you had texted us uh, earlier that it sounded like Elliot Tony Elliott Clemson's OC. And Anthony Poindexter, uh, Penn State's co-defensive coordinator, seemed to be the top two candidates at the moment. Um, I went and read the Jerry Ratcliffe article that kind of laid that out. I I take everything that comes from Jerry Ratcliffe with a large chunk of salt. Um, it is it, He is an interesting figure in the pantheon of Virginia Cavaliers athletics. And uh, yeah, I like, I I'm sure he's a, he's a swell guy, um, but I some something something doesn't hasn't always sat right with me about the way he seems to approach some stuff. Anyhow, the gist of the article was, uh, <laughs> Carla has interviewed Tony Elliott and will interview Dex on Monday. Um, he goes on to say that there seems to be a financial divide in terms of what Poindexter uh, would request compared to what UVA is prepared to offer. Uh, the, I think the most ridiculous part of this article for me is where he buries halfway down that he he heard through the grapevine that there is apparently a family of UVA donors who, if Dex is hired, they will fund the Virginia Master Plan for Athletics, which has a price tag of $180 million. But if it's an outsider, then the fundraising will probably continue to stall. If like if that's credible information, that's not something you bury halfway down a, a story when the big thing surrounding this program for the last couple of weeks in terms of concern about the the quality of candidate you can get is facilities. Like if that's credible information, then that's, that's your headline right there is that hiring decks will get you $180 million in donations. Um, I also seem, seem to find it hard to believe that finances would be an issue in hiring decks. If this is credible, like if I'm, if I'm Carla and I know, there's a hundred million dollars of donations coming. If I hire Dex, I'll pay Dex whatever he wants. Like that head coach's salary is no longer an issue. Um, so I, yeah, I, 
I'm interested to see what actually shakes out. Um, I've never been through a Carla Williams-led football head coaching search to this <laughs> point, so I don't know what to expect in terms of credible leaks, smoke screens, et cetera. Um, yeah, so we'll see. But I am I'm still having fun. Still at the stage of having fun is, is what I'll say. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be, I think, in support of either of those uh, hires. I think, you know, you want someone who wants to be there. So as long as they want to be there and they, they want to hit it hard, that's probably going to be good for me. I mean, Tony Elliott doesn't really like, I mean, I, I guess if I had to choose, I would rather take uh, Dex just because he's uh, at least, you know, got some UVA in him, but yeah, I also am down to help take down the Clemson uh, super weapon. So it's Clemson it's always good Absolutely. Well, yeah. And this, this is one of the, the qualms I have with UVA in kind of in its entirety as an entity is like, <laughs> the, right. there's a large chunk of the fan base and a large chunk of the donor base where it's like, well, they're not one of us. So like yeah. we, we will not, do our part and i like it's their money they can do whatever they want with it but it's stupid to like to act that way and then be upset when results don't show up the way you want sure. them to right sometimes you gotta you gotta take risks scared money don't make money as that's, as a as a famous recent hire has has been quoted as saying that's true absolutely all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll stay posted here. Do we know if there's a like? Are they looking to wrap this up asap, as, as we understand it? No. That and that's kind of been the funny thing is like we have not uh, gotten a press conference or an interview with Miss Williams at all. She's she's staying out of the spotlight for now, which she's she's got a lot of work in front of her. So I get it. But. Uh, yeah, it it would be kind of nice to have some sort of idea of like, hey, here's what's going on. But I mean, the Bronco thing surprised her by by all accounts, so uh, yeah. it's not like there's a schedule to stick to. Hopefully, anything. she found the the little list that she keeps in her desk of you know mm-hmm. people she's in, interested in hiring. I was thinking about it today. I was like, what if we just run back the coaching search from like when Bronco and Fuente were hired? Oh, we Mark Rick Brom. Oh, Mark Rick, Jeff Brom, why not? Yeah, I, I like I started talking myself into Jeff Brom today. I was like, well, I, like Purdue's plucky. They've yeah, they they've overachieved. I can get down with the Brom. He gets that auto. He gets to play against Louisville every year. Yeah, he like, gets you get automatic him. bad blood game. Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Sign me up. I mean, I'd be into that. I just I, I at this point, from as a hopefully a realistic person, I have a tough time believing that like UVA. Most of these guys who you'd want to hire from other schools, like I, I just would think that they would view UVA at best as a lateral move, and yeah. that would be like a tough sell. My my concern is that there's there's a lot of noise right now that like, well, if it's Dex, the money's going to start flowing in, and it could very well be Dex, and they'll still find reasons not to part with their money because they're selfish, <laughs> and that's not like. That's not unique to UVA, but in some ways it kind of is sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah. We've been we've been through the machine. We've been we we, we understand. I, we we know how the sausage gets gets put Goodbye. in its casing. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, I think we're good here, Jason. You got anything else, man? No. I wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you.
Yeah, maybe we'll just poach old Coach Kurt if we get desperate. All right, this podcast is over. All right. Thank you for joining us on the Wheel Route. We're at the Wheel Route on Twitter, wheelroutepodcast.gmail.com, thewheelroute.com. Get the show, uh, stream it there. Check out the pick spreadsheet. I think it's linked there. Otherwise, we will talk to you when we talk to you. Not sure when the next episode is going to be, uh, but we will definitely have some pre-bowl breakdowns. We'll be talking playoff matchups. Those games will be New Year's Eve, the first round. So hold on to your underwear because he's coming at you with his teeth on fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We've often, we've often is that, said Is this. that a Napierism? Did he no, use that at the press who said that? Someone said that like uh, like an old Tennessee coach like back in the day. Oh. I, I heard that in the 90s. My dad quoted it often. <laughs> Anyhow, we love you guys. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. Go Dukes.